Hello, there is a distress call coming in from the Vega star system. We must check it out, it's in our contracts. Mother requires us to check for safety and intelligent life. Everyone is expender, I mean essential. While we go in route, let's listen to Big Trouble in Little Podcast. They are talking about the 1979 film Alien, directed by Ridley Scott, and starring Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, and John Hurt. Let's listen to this Mother Requires It. September 26, 2023, 11.21 p.m. Eastern Time for episode 258. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Chaz. That's shit. Fuck. We need to Fuck. see. It's, it's all messed up. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Can't, can't go back. Maybe it's like PG shitting. Dubs will do like robot and be like, Zach and Chaz or something like robot AI voice or whatever. It, anyway. It's like, it's like doing fucking... Like taking a shower and then taking a shit. It's all wrong. Yes. Piss shit fucking throw up. Anyway, speaking of throw up, Alien. <laughs> and I'm not talking about like the movie being a throw up. Just the thing coming out of Alien's mouth is like throw up y. Anyway. Whenever it shows its jaws, it looks like someone's just running a hose over it to me. Yes. Uh, Ridley Scott did this movie. Uh, was it 1979? This movie came yeah. out. Some fucking nobody. Yeah, that's when it released. 1979. Some yeah. Loser. <laughs> loser. He might have been a loser at that point. Yeah. Probably. Is this like? I, I'm probably there's probably other movies, but did, did this like make sci-fi horror a thing? This movie. Uh, no. Nah. It I just did it best up to that point. Okay. So, okay, just so we're clear, the only other movie, Ridley Scott only did one movie before this movie, The Duelists. Duelists. This is his, this is his second movie. That's fucking awesome. Nailed yeah. it. Um, and then he goes right into Blade Runner after this. Yeah, I was going to say, he, was like, he, he didn't do a bad job of following this up. And then he goes into Legend. <laughs> he goes in Legend status as well. This movie, uh, I said it in Facebook Messenger, I love the whole retro futuristic look, and you guys came up with names. What was it called again? Like Retro futurism. Yeah. Yeah. I just love it because it's like, this is what they thought the future would look like in like <laughs> 2021 or 2020. Or remember, like, they would be like, in 2001, we'd have like flying cars. Wrong. <laughs> and this one. Uh, I will say kind of probably will be a thing where corporations send out fucking like these ships and stuff to do like work in space. I could totally see that happening in the future. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but that's what this crew is all about. Uh, what are they doing besides when, you know, the big twist of finding out what Ash and mother were doing with the crew, but what were they searching or doing out in space? They're bringing they just- back like, Raw materials or yeah, like cargo. They're mm-hmm. space truckers. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I did bring up in the last episode that like this fucking crew is stupid. Uh, and yeah, this crew is like kind of clerks in space a little bit because the black guy is like, I'm, we're not supposed to be here <laughs> because they're like, I, I don't want to land on that planet. I'm not paid enough. I don't want to do any more work. I just want to, I just want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I can't believe him, I suppose. Yeah. Well, and technically he was right. Like, cause at, when they went down to that planet, all hell, like shit hit the fan. Uh, and then kept going like, on about bonuses too. It was funny. Yeah. They were only getting like half a share instead of a full share. And I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah. And, um, you know, they do the stupid things like, do you guys recognize him from another movie we've seen, by the way? I've been really anxious to bring this up. I don't know. Let me check. But, Who are you uh, talking about? I missed it. Um, man, he's got a weird name. Something Kodo or something. Hang on. Yafet Kodo. What is he from? He's the bad guy in Live and Let Die. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, it's, I, always, I, I always liked that. <laughs> Well, Harry, Harry Dean Stanton is in it. Uh, fucking Tom Skirt Skirt did it. Skirt. Sorry, he's uh from Top Gun. Uh, when I saw, I'm like, hey, it's the Top Gun guy who like pushes Maverick to, you know, be who he is at the end of the movie. But he's an oh, idiot. John Hurt is in it. Criminally, not enough. For yes, me. I love John Hurt. Uh, back to be, like this crew being stupid. Like when uh, they finally get the. I think some of it's them being manipulated into being stupid, though, because like because Ash is there, subverting, you know what what should actually happen, right? Yeah, but there's yeah. like common sense and stuff. Like when they and I understand like Ash opens the door for the quarantine thing. Yeah. Dallas and that other chick were just like pissed off, but like is. Ripley's right. Like, if they were on the other side, they would be like, "No, you can't, fuck, you can't come here. <laughs> this is like quarantine shit." Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's totally fair to call them dumb, though, because look at all the pivotal moments in which you're going to say they're dumb, and it's only after so much stuff happens that panic ensues, and at that point, fight or flight is going to make you make dumb decisions sometimes. But otherwise, it's all orchestrated by Ash. Like, yeah. I thought the same thing at first too, but at a very superficial level. Like saw it, but then realized, oh well, all of that actually happened because he was like you said, he undermined anything that logically would make sense, and they have no reason to not trust him until they realize, oh, he's a fucking robot with a different agenda. He's supposed to be the authority on this. He's their science officer, so yeah, he's they trust him to do the right thing. And in so doing, he actually does the wrong thing constantly. He he lets it incubate instead of freezing John Hurt. And like when it bursts out of his chest, um, Parker's gonna stab it, and he says, "No, don't touch it." And there's like a there's like a second where everyone's like, uh, "Okay," and then it gets what? away. What? <laughs> I I think what kind of like made me think they were a little dumb because there's a lot of common sense thing. Like they bring this unknown alien besides ash knowing he the, the reason why they went to that planet was to collect it because that's what mother wanted and to make the crew expendable i understand that part but the part where the alien is finally off john hurt's face and they fucking put their face so fucking close to the thing after knowing that acid came out of that thing and they don't know if it's 
certainly dead. And Ash is always like being like unknown about things. Like, well, he could die, uh, or uh, it could be this. You don't know shit about this fucking alien, and you have no mask on. You don't know if there's fucking airborne shit getting in your fucking lungs, but you're putting your face in front of this fucking face grabber thing. All right, sort of. Yes, you're right. But also, you're wrong, and I'll explain. Uh, This is a horror sci-fi movie, and the reason they're doing that is to trick you into seeing the movie and go, no, don't get close to it. Oh, it's made of acid. Oh, it's going to get him. I, it might not be dead. Then oh, why have a quarantine on. law that you need to quarantine the fucking crew, but you that, put your face near an alien? Yeah, but it's that, to scare that, you. It, it's the whole point is there to be suspense that something's going to happen when it doesn't. So then you don't know when when something actually does happen. And they actually come up with a clever way of covering that. Again, Ash is the leading authority figure, and he's a robot. He doesn't actually have to do any of this shit because it doesn't matter because he's not going to die if acid gets on him all of a sudden. Not necessarily. So not like a human would. So they follow his example because up until that point they think he's a human too. And if the leading scientist on the on the, the ship that's the leading authority is like, Oh, this is fine, then it probably is. Yeah, like it like it there's actually some like again, to me I actually credit to how they directed it and came up with that because it makes like there's actually very fine moments when Ash is about to go toward it. And you can even see in the background, it's it's very subtle, but you can actually see the others. They look to see what he is doing to decide if they need to do with themselves. And there are still some that are skeptical. Like, I think at one point there's a, there's a moment where Ash decides to take his mask off and, and do other stuff. And I think this is before the, the other stuff. This is when they bring John Hurt back. But um, Dallas is like, fuck that noise. And he just keeps his mask on. Like, he, like they they still do things... Uh, because some people are skeptical of him, but they don't know why they should be skeptical other than, oh, this is not the protocol, where the others just, oh, well, he's the person we're going to follow. It goes back to an element of being able to trust that leading figure in science or if a doctor is there. like You trust what the doctor says, because why wouldn't you? That person's literally the person that would save your life otherwise. Um, so to me, I think it's a clever thing. I And then to find out, oh, actually, he was fucking with everybody the whole time because his mission was to literally just get this thing home and alive uh, because the company wanted it that way. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, you guys fucked up. So, I don't know. Sorry, not to just, like, stomp all over the, the argument no. of them being dumb. I don't think they're blatantly dumb. Like, they're definitely not as blatantly dumb as the, the, the Scooby-Doo gang trying to figure out how to how to beat Freddy in Dreams with Jason. They did a lot of horror tropes where, like, going into the scary house, which is going down to the scary planet type of thing, putting your hand through a hole leading to eggs. Let me go, <laughs> let me go open this egg uh, and like look near it. The egg where the thing well, he's, some... he's in a big protective helmet. That thing can't get him. He's not scared. Well, eventually does. In, in this genre, you have to give a little bit of leeway for that kind of stuff. Just, yeah, I'm just, I, I think living in a, post-covid world <laughs> where like uh you know the whole mask thing when uh eventually when the body goes into the little I- i'm guessing it's an x-ray thing uh or mri or whatever uh like they they take off the mask and then they th- then they proceed to get close to the alien's face thing that kind of like i was like y-. and i know it's part of the horror trope but like my nitpicking mine is just like that's dumb 
the other thing you got to consider too is these guys are basically all blue collar workers except for the science officer yeah they're, all just, they're just fucking yeah. space truckers two of them yeah. are bitching about their bonuses and shit all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Parker's character is constantly like the bone, and they will, and they finally like bring up, yeah, you'll forfeit a- anything you would make, and he and he looks at him, and he's like, no he's money. Like, All right. He, he has to simplify it further, and like, no money. He's like, ah, oh, shit. Okay. And Harry D. Stan's just fucking rolling joints and shit, saying, "Yep." He's saying <laughs> right. Shit. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as far as like that, and like I, I talked about how it having like clerk vibe to it, like we're not supposed to be here again. That's another horror trope. But, like guy telling you don't go in that house is what. Well, fucking... Do you want a movie or not? I get that. The I shit get... wakes them up and they say yeah. that's dangerous. We're not going but, down there, and then they go back I... to sleep and go back to Earth. Yay! That's the movie. <laughs> that's my don't only get their money though. That's my only nitpick, though. Like that small scene where they're in the fucking uh, looking at the face grabber. I was like, "This fucking stupid." Like it's your we... only nitpick? You said they're stupid. Well, yeah, they are stupid. Like Just I still that one thing. I, I, I still stick by that they're stupid because they're smart. As sh- they figure as... out where it is. They figure out how it's getting around. They figure out a plan to go in there and get it, and it doesn't go well. But then they they redo <laughs> the plan a little bit. They could have. Like, I don't know, launch John Hurt out of a fucking ship. <laughs> that thing on his face. I mean, to be fair, if they didn't have a, a, a robot that's smarter than them on the ship, literally sabotaging everything they try to do to stop this thing the whole way through, then they probably would have killed it a lot faster. Yeah. Just, if they also did the every other scene. Well, oh, yeah, Jimsy, yeah. If we're going to nitpick, by the way, as a captain of the ship... I would be like, I, I don't care what fucking little fucking doctor over there, little robot doctor, robo fucking uh, nerd over there. I don't care. I care about the safety of my fucking crew. We're launching this you're, thing. You're, you're missing the entire point. He doesn't know he's a robot, and it's that guy's job to inform him. I of understand what's that, but as a captain, he could override that. He could be like, "Fuck you." Well, that's yes. stupid. You're yeah. you're you're, you're yeah. assuming that you're assuming that he is so ignorant and dumb that he says, oh, "I know more than the scientist guy." His entire his, his no, no, job. No. His you're twisting my words. Piloting you're, a ship. You're twisting my words people. as. The captain of the ship, when I see there's something burning or something or something dangerous is on my ship, I don't care. I want to get out of here and I want to do that. As far as like Ash being a scientist, I understand like if you watch Star Trek, uh, when uh, Beverly, uh, the doctor in The Next Generation, when she has a a health medical issue, she overrides Captain uh, Picard on that front and stuff. Well, if you're the kind of guy who sees the unknown and gets scared and cut and run, cuts and runs, you're probably not going to be the kind of guy who's commanding a deep space vessel in the near future. Well, deep yeah. space vessels that's fucking bringing minerals, not a fucking alien. Still, I, I, I mean, I you're, you're signing up to like lose years of your life going into deep space. He might be a little bit adventurous. He might have a little bit of a backbone, and he's like, "Man, what is this?" Yeah. And again, he's got he's got who he assumes and is correct to assume is the smartest person on the ship telling him this is okay. Well, look, look where it got him on a fucking. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah it's a horror <laughs> movie. 
even then, even then, he, he still actually. I would argue that he still contends. Like there are multiple conversations that happen between Ash and Ripley, and then also between Ash and Dallas, where both of them outright express. Maybe they do it in a very polite or professional way. But they outright express that this isn't right. Oh yeah, they 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 outright say it more than like, once. They just don't go full. Boss hog. I mean, I I hate for saying it this way because it's not saying anything to be political. But like, I think pr- part of that, like you said, COVID ruins it. Yeah, part of it does because we had a president who outright went against what the public health official that represented the country said. So that, like, seeing that and then watching a movie where you're supposed to trust the official, and, like, there's a lot of distrust now for what a, someone in science or medicine would say that's out there. But in this movie, in this context. If the person that is the leading science official says this is okay, it it's supposed to create the assumption for the audience that, okay, well, this is fine until it's not. And that's where the suspense draws in. Like, it's a whole device because otherwise there wouldn't be a movie if it followed all the other logic. Like, it, it, it's there for a reason. It, so, uh, again, it, I think I was going to make the joke before that you played too much Starfield before you watched it because you, you've been doing too much space and seeing are- all the other stuff. You guys getting like I'm not putting my full energy that like all I said was that they were I was going to joke about they were pretty stupid and then obviously I understand there's horror tropes and stuff but I I fucking hand it up at this point. <laughs> <to the play. laughs> no, I think we we you you just picked the wrong nerds to mess with on Alien. We're like no, they're not stupid. They're smart. <laughs> I still kind of stick by that Dallas should have fucking pulled the captain card, but again, you wouldn't have a fucking movie. And that's me or looking paycheck, from remember? or or a paycheck. paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if I think what like he was ready, he he did it a certain way. There, like the moment they decided to remove it, like there are little steps they take where he's leading. It's just an Ash, and instead of Ash putting up an argument now or just saying no, what happens is it's clever. Ash like hesitantly agrees to whatever the directions the captain has. It's just underhandedly. He does something to sabotage whatever that plan is. Again, you're watching among us, the, the OG among us. It's what is what you're seeing. Among us. It, Sorry. Uh, so you're fine, <laughs> but that, that's what's happening here. He's sabotaging every little step. Like he agrees. Oh yeah, we'll take it off of there. And he has no intention of taking it off and killing it. That's what Dallas wants to do. Dallas wants to save his friend, his crewmate, and get this thing out of here and kill it. Well, Ash has a completely different objective. And then, like, and that's why, like, all the little things that happen, it's a combination of, well, you have one person that has a different objective in terms of keeping that alive up to a certain point, and everyone else is supposed to trust him, but he's actually sabotaging them. In the meantime, they're all scared of the unknown. They have no idea what they're looking at. And the one person they're going to look at is allegedly the smartest person in the room who's stabbing them in the back, and they don't know it. I, I so. get the, the that storyline with the android was like, a, and then like the fucking mo- is mother an AI or is that an uh, yeah, it's like the computer or whatever. OK, yeah. shit. So the, like the AI and the android are just like, oh, we're fucking taking and apparently they talked about shit. making it a weapon or whatever, because Ash kind of brings up the point that they weaponizing these aliens. Yeah, he's like, it's a perfect species. So he wants to find a way to to weaponize it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like classic sci- 70s sci-fi where he's like, it's the perfect organism. It's matched matched only in its its perfection by its ferocity or some shit like it's that. It's hostility. I, I, it, I get it's perfection is only matched by its hostility. That's that's the quote. 
So. I guess where I'm coming from is like I like the sci-fi and the horror elements. Uh, how they do the the vents and stuff with the alien. Like I dig all that shit and how it looks uh, when they go in the alien uh, world area. I guess what kind of like the horror tropes of this movie kind of reminds me of like the Geico commercial, like uh, the chainsaw guy. And like, they're like, where should we hide? Let's get into the car that's running and we can get away. No, let's go behind all the chainsaws and all that stuff. Like they kind of do that where they go to this planet. They see this fossilized uh, being with something coming out of its fucking chest. Alien jockey. Yeah, and they just they keep on going into the abyss until you know the hard tropes keep on adding up. Uh, so like, I guess that's kind of like a little nitpick that I could be like, ah, I fucking it could have been written a little bit better. But okay, let's we'll keep arguing that too. You're watching a movie from 1979 that basically helped invent these tropes that you keep nailing it with. It it's not copying tropes that we see that get hammered home and endlessly. It's just that you're watching it back after seeing so many of that schlock done in a poorer fashion that it looks that way. But looking at it from a different lens, these types of little tropes are, are developed here. Like this is where it came from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or at least some of it, especially for this, this very specific genre with sci-fi. But at the same time, it still does a better job than most of the other movies that have come after it in terms of trying to have reasons why something would make sense. Like think how many times, like you said, that Geico commercial that that makes the joke, how many times that is just what you're left with. And there's no explanation. Like that's a really dumb fucking thing. And the only reason it exists is for you as a viewer to go, Hey, don't do that. That's stupid. Don't go in there. They're going to get you. And then they die. Cause that's what's Mm. supposed to happen. Right. Where this movie at least has like a reason for it. Yeah. So I don't know. If only other movies could be like this. Who's the bigger bad guy? The android or the alien? (laughs) Because the alien, I I, I thought about this. I was like, I remember the alien being more prominent. Maybe I'm thinking of aliens uh, when we get later into the alien franchise. Uh, Yep. But but the alien kind of seems like the background of things, like because the android is just an animal. It's just like. A scary animal that's doing its scary animal shit. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's Ash. I think Ash is the the, the biggest bad. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, Ash is the bad bad guy. This movie's got a lot of uh, it has a lot of uh, symmetry with the original Friday the Thirteenth movie in the sense that Jason's not killing anybody in that movie. His his mother is like in the same way Ash. Every even though the alien's the one doing it. Ash is setting everyone up and subverting everything to cause a he problem. He tries to kill some people. He does try and when and when it comes to the point, but then he was grabbing that guy's know. booby. Yeah, so there's a lot of parallels in that way. Uh and then yeah, it's it's the later part of the series where the aliens just get ridiculous and they just start that then it's just it is what it is. But yeah, this this movie uh, and again, at that point you're developing more lore on what they are and Again, it's more of the action and how how many different creative ways can the alien kill somebody and like you already know what it's expecting. This movie, think for what it would have been in nineteen seventy nine watching this with no idea what you're gonna watch, like it's so suspenseful and so intense of what's happening. They're really clever uh, with a lot of little setups for it too in the marketing for this, because they give uh, Tom Skerritt top billing at the beginning of the movie, so you think he's gonna be the main character and then he's not. Yeah. Oh, that's very clever too. Mm-hmm. Um, Ash is kind of fucking uh, like in the beginning, he's like all like sciency, and then like 
when uh, Ripley goes into the mother room to go talk to mother and shit. He's like standing right or standing right next to her. That's smiling. one of the coolest shots in the movie is when she leans back in the chair and he's there like looking at the monitor and he starts talking to her and she's like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I, I'm, you know, I mentioned that dumb stuff before, but like I gushed this movie because the fucking the scenery, the setting, I love the fucking sounds of the spaceship. I will say this: the the alarm that goes off. I get PTSD because I used to have a, uh, what do you call it, 4 a.m. Uh, alarm to go to like my uh, Home Depot job that was opening early. And that alarm sticks with me. When I hear that, I, I go, oh, my God, 4 a.m. Oh, <laughs> I'm waking up now. So when I hear that, but I love the sounds. Every time she like opens up a door, they have like a certain sound. Uh, seeing all the sets that they're sitting in, the fucking... Uh, the animatronics, whatever they were doing with the uh, Ash's body, um, that was cool. Uh, we did bring up the part with the the alien in its mouth that kind of does look like mechanical with, with a hose and stuff that just comes out. I was like, ah, that's kind of cheesy, but I still like it. <laughs> um, yeah, everything was great about this movie. The Sigourney Weaver, uh, amazing. Uh, a lot of people, when they say especially now in modern uh, movies, they always go the first ever, first ever badass female. And I'm like, uh, Shigani Weaver, uh, Linda Hamilton and fucking, uh, you know, Terminator. There's been more badasses in the eighties and seventies compared to, uh, what is now. Uh, and, uh, also you get to see hard nipples of Shigani Weaver. And I always, I always wondered if this movie, at least, her character specifically, if her character is what inspired Metroid. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems so like, I mean, hell, no, even the developers the have said Ridley. that. It, okay. Big parts of Metroid are inspired by Alien. In fact, uh, the Chozo statues are inspired by the Alien Jockey. Oh, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I totally thought that that's the case. I mean, again, it is Ridley is the, the name of the fucking giant pirate dinosaur thing she fights all the time and it's too big too too big for smash brothers yeah it's too big it'll never work uh but then just again just in in gaming like metroid finding out when you beat the original metroid that metroid uh that samus is a female oh a big deal uh and it's kind of the same thing here in terms of movies like they they had this like final female survivor but they did it in a different way they didn't make it like the innocent virgin that survived barely all right like it it's not uh jamie lee curtis like like surviving by the skin of her teeth it's someone who's smart that comes up with a plan and actually finds a way to somehow win well kind of we'll learn later but yeah she had a little bit of luck too also a cat I do. I I kind of do like uh, the ending a little bit, uh, where she like throws the alien out in space, and alien is like having survival instinct, but like I'm gonna go in this fucking engine area, and she's like, "Bitch, I'm gonna fucking fry you to death." <laughs> what was it doing? Was he just like trying to hibernate there? Like, did, did it, like I couldn't ever really figure that out. Maybe he's like trying to get back in, and that's what makes the most sense to it. Again, it's just a big dumb animal at the end of the day. 
Oh. Yeah, true. You know, like when mom wakes you up for school and you're just like five more minutes. That's how I felt like the alien was just, just chilling there. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of was like, is he is he tired from all of his activity and he needs to go sleep so he can shed another skin or some shit? Like, what, does he know he's about to enter like space travel and he's going into like a hibernation mode? He was kind of like trying to anyway when it was like back in the machinery and stuff. One one of the coolest scares of the movie is when she, you're oh she's safe now and she's like using the little computer. It's like like its hand comes out and you see that you've been looking at its head. That's that's yeah. the best. That's the best shit about this movie is uh they use the bizarreness of H.R. Geiger's Alien so well. It has uh, one of my favorite shots in any movie ever is when Harry Dean Stanton is looking for Jones, and he's like, you know, there's the water dripping down because they shut off the air or whatever, and um, it shows the chains swaying back and forth, and it shows Harry Dean Stanton again, and then it shows the chains, and it shows you the alien. The alien is hanging from the chains, and it shows it full on on the right side of the shot. But because it's so, pardon the pun, because it's so alien looking and we haven't seen it to that point in the movie, we don't know what we're looking at. So yeah. they, they just show you the, the alien in full and you're still kind of, you're still ill at ease because it's dark and you know there's a there's a small, you think, creature loose on this ship and Harry Dean Stanton's by himself. But it's just, it's, it's so clever. That it's right there and they do that again at the end because you can see the head of the alien the whole time Scoring Weaver's like punching numbers in mm-hmm. on the little computer before it finally decides to, to latch it, lash out at her dude that, that self destruct thing is like they put so many steps before you actually blow up the ship I'm like, they wanted to make sure you didn't do that shit on accident <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were worried the crew was stupid yeah, they were like the crew's gonna be like, I thought I was making that cappuccino. What the fuck? We got the joke back. <laughs> Full circle. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's, sorry, I was being a dick. That's funny. No, no, it was a good conversation for uh, about the dumb stuff. Uh, no, so I think you have a fair argument. Like it's it, and it's a good thing to have those things because again, you're also looking at this movie not as someone just watching it, but you're also going into it watching so many other movies that are like it and you're watching it from a different angle of well again i watch these movies in a different way now that we do the show right it's not just i'm just viewing it just for the pleasure of viewing it i'm also watching it to find little things i go back and pick out little things that are subtle because it shows like what depth they may have put into one thing or another like another thing with ash it's really i didn't think anything of it till it happened but it's another really interesting thing and they never explain it but he gets really really upset when someone tries to touch any of the stuff that he's looking at in the in the lab like if anyone tries to look into the microscope or touch any of the samples he gets really upset and it's microscopic stuff like in mo- they don't know what they're fucking looking at but he doesn't want anyone looking it's not because he's just some like obsessive doctor it's because he's doing shit to try to like at a cellular level he's likely already trying to do experiments to weaponize whatever he's found and he doesn't want them knowing that shit because it could blow his cover. Yeah. But like I didn't even realize that. And I've watched this movie goodness 20 times. Never realized that. No, I watched it this time. And you notice he doesn't like Ripley because Ripley's kind of like fighting back on everything. And yeah. uh like Ripley and the black guy is like the only smartest <laughs> people out of those groups. I don't know if I call Parker smart. Parker, Parker street smart. Parker is, uh, I want, that sounds racist. So I shouldn't say it that way. Parker is like, I want my money. So Parker's not going to do shit unless he knows he's getting paid, which is totally fair. Because he, he is not a lackey. He's motivated by his own self-interest. And everyone else is like, well, I guess we got to find out what this distress call is. I guess we got to do science now. 
Yeah, he's, he's like, like I don't, don't want to do science. I want to go home. I want to get paid. Yeah, that, totally fair. And then that one chick just like froze. Like everything's like, don't go in there. She's <laughs> actually stupid. She's yeah. actually the worst character in the movie. Get away! Get away! Get away! Get away! <laughs> yeah, <She just> gets <laughs> killed. yeah. Not, not gonna lie. For for the whole segment where we like shit on you dubs during the whole time where we're like they're not stupid or dumb. I'm just waiting for you to pull the trump card out and be like, but what about her? Because she is she is a fucking idiot. And I didn't have a defense. And I'm like, touche. She's an idiot. <laughs> but you never did. Like her only job was to go. No, don't. Do, we, we can't do that. And just have that stupid face that just has like deer in headlights. And she like slaps Ripley, and I'm just like Ripley can fucking rip your head off. Like <laughs> Lambert, that was her name. Yeah. Ripley yeah, almost but, yeah. got a magazine shoved down her pie hole. Yeah, dude that that <laughs> scene was funny and terrifying at the same time. Because uh, just seeing this dude like fucking shove a magazine. Well, yeah, her- that's that's. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's that's another clever thing the movie's doing. Is he's so terrifying he can turn mundane objects into instruments of death because he's like a strong android robot boy. Mm. But you don't That's know it yet, and then you also see this weird stuff coming off he's of him. Sweating so milk. The- <laughs> yeah, so the, so like the first thing you think is he infected, like, and, and that's the goal of it. They were trying to make you think that maybe he's an alien too, because you don't know what you're watching. You're in a realm of uncharted territory, and then suddenly they rip it off, and he's got a bunch of wires, and he's got that milky like discharge coming out I, of him. You're I like, couldn't drink the fuck milk is he? after this. Yeah, <laughs> his ins- his insides are all made of like milk and butt plugs. It's very <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He's just he had like he's a bunch of anal beads in his neck. Like, yeah, what the fuck? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just a bunch of sex toys and all the the rest of the props <laughs> they used on fucking Phantasm. I couldn't eat low main anymore after this movie because that dude ain't low main. <laughs> oh. But his fucking thing shot out of his chest. Yeah, <laughs> um, what do you call it? I do like the edit part where, like, you can see it's clearly a prop of Ash, and then, like, obviously when they turn Ash back yeah. on, yeah, I was like, I see it, but I still, you know, it's this, it's seventy nine. Fuck, it's old. Shit. It's the kind of thing you'll catch it if you're looking for it, but if you can just blissfully, you know, slip into the movie, you won't catch it. And that's kind of the, you know, we've all seen this movie a bunch of times, and we're watching it with a critical eye so that we can discuss it, like like Chaz was talking. Mm-hmm. Start looking for yeah. that stuff. Yeah, still age better than than J- Freddy versus Jason. One hundred percent. This this movie <laughs> looks fantastic. Goddamn, the first like twenty minutes of the movie where they're just like doing shit, flicking switches and flying the ship down, and there's all these cool looking buttons. And I love that no one is like, okay, well I'll I'll activate the the air circulation and then I'll I'll prep the pod so that we can go down. No one is like doing that stupid bullshit they do in movies now. It's just a bunch of blue collar jerk offs just doing their job. But it's a weird future space job, so that's why it's interesting. Like. I, I just like it. I love all the all the sets and all the little buttons, and I just like looking at it. <laughs> love it. Mm-hmm. You had, guys have anything else you wanted to bring up? Any highs and lows? I love this movie to death. I recently ranked it as my second favorite horror movie of all time. I'm done. So you recommend it? Uh, as as me uh, hamming up the stupid part, I gush over this film because I'm a big sci-fi fan and sci-fi and horror. That's like two good things. It's like, you know, you got your chocolate in my peanut butter type of stuff. And I I really liked it. So I I highly recommend this film. What's more horrifying than space? Um, Aliens, I guess. Starfield. The the IRS. Space (laughs) space Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) He's a xenomorph, isn't he? 
Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you saw him. What he's he look the perfect like? being. He looked like me. Uh, yeah. He, he's as perfect as he is hostile. <laughs> he's fat and uh, <laughs> Jesus, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> fat, fat. Do you guys not recommend this movie? or No, this movie's yeah. gay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what there are of... boobs in this movie, sort of. So. Yeah. What kind of dumb movie where it's a Christmas sweater? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Butter knives, shit. Yeah, I was gonna say um, needs more butter knives. Six out of ten. <laughs> no, she was great. It builds this this fucking atmosphere the whole time. That's like awesome. Like the first, it's funny because like yeah, like the first twenty minutes there's like almost no dialogue and shit. It's just guys like do going through the motions. There everyday motions of stuff you do at work, uh, and you can admire all the cool set building and everything. It's like they built all they built this whole ship. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's there's no CGI bullshit in this. There's like maybe a matte painting, like when they're on the planet or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. So, but, so I'm gonna uh, give you guys. I'll give you guys something. I'm oh, sorry, Zach. Did you have something else? I think I cut you off. My bad. It was like a no. Guess. I was just kind of rambling in general about the movie. Uh, uh, I, I like that uh, Ripley saves the cat. The cat was the smartest person on the ship. Yeah. Yeah, because it saw the thing. I was like, "Fuck that!" And it ran away. <laughs> and when it was in the k- crate, it's like, "Fuck no! I can't run!" Ah, ah, my cat is attitude. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was the cat was also a jump scare. <laughs> More than once, it's true. Uh, but yeah, a couple times. Yeah, uh, great movie though. Uh, man, I really, it makes me think about that game, Alien Isolation. I really, really wanted to like that game, but it was just so annoying to play. <laughs> yeah, I never picked it up, but I kept really wanting to, and I heard people say basically what you just said, and I never got around to it. Uh, Alien. The problem is like. Like alien games are cursed. That's a whole different different thing. But there's just uh, there's some uh, type of curse around fucking them up man, in some way. Alien Three on Sega Genesis is good. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sure. But for, for me, there's only three things out of Alien I like: the first movie, the second movie, the toys. <laughs> Fair Alien enough. Three on Sega Genesis. So, <laughs> so as far as as movies go, I, this is something I don't know if you guys have ever thought of it or heard this, but some of those hypothetical things. If you could take a handful of, say, five movies or ten movies, pick how short or long you want your list to be, I'll say five, and you could do the, the thing from uh, Men in Black where you erase your memory of that movie so you have no awareness at all of what you're watching, no context at all, and you could just watch it from start to finish, brand new without any knowledge or anything that would like spoil any of the atmosphere for you, like what five movies would you choose? This is one of the movies I would choose. Because it's it's one of those movies that because I again it's it's ten years older than I am so of course I've watched so many other things before I'd watched it but it just and knew like more about what the alien looked like from sequels than before I'd watched the original it'd be so cool to sit down and watch this to have been one of the people that watched this fresh from 1979 uh, but <laughs> I don't know there's like this there's like this picture like they took a picture of a theater where everybody was watching the Alien back then. And it shows like the the chest burster scene allegedly is when this picture was taken. I like a bunch of people like, oh god, they're covering the face up, shit, and oh, whatever. Man, loves it. That one dude loves it. He's like fucking grinning, like yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy. That guy is me. This in 1979. Yeah, I would. 100%. I would say. I would say same thing. Uh, Alien would be on that list. I kind of want to do like. If I had a time machine, I would go back to all the movies that were like not good when it came out 
and then it became cult classics like the thing like i want to go back to that time where people were just like what the fuck is this film <laughs> and then like later down the road it'd be like it's amazing <laughs> Yeah, but see, that's the thing though with that is like, yeah, you can time travel and go see it then, but you still have knowledge of what it is. I, I just want to go into it blank because of how suspenseful and how cool it would look. But and, you know, it's it is what it is. But uh, I don't know where I'd rank it in terms of my favorite horror movies. I just, uh, I mean, it's definitely in the top five for sure. Uh, by the way, Annie, I'm just curious: is is the thing number one for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I've discussed yeah. it on the show before, so no. Yeah, well, I thought before when we watched the thing that we. That was that was a discussion because the thing is my my favorite horror movie of all time, so I yeah it, it's got to be in the top five. If not if not, it's probably number two or three. I just haven't uh, taken as much time to sit and like really comb over that that genre as much. But but that said, uh, yeah, fantastic movie. I, I'd recommend it to anybody, not just like fans of horror movies. It's just it's such a great movie. It's a wonderful blending of two awesome genres, especially for the the time it's made. But that doesn't matter. It's a timeless movie. All right. Well, it's time for the final ranking of this horror fest. Uh, so usually what we do is we do our own personal rankings and then we do a final ranking where we have to have one final list. Um, so I will go first. At number five, I have Lake Mungo. Uh, number four, I have Under the Skin. Number three, I have Freddy versus Jason. Uh, number two, Reanimator. Uh, number one, Alien. Andy, what about you? Uh, I guess I'm speaking for Chaz and I both. Yeah, as, it looks like as usual, it looks like we have the same thing. As I, I like, think you and I both got it right. Yeah, that's correct. Like my goes <laughs> five. Freddy versus Jason, fun as it is, number four. Under the skin, number three. Reanimator, number two, and Alien is of course number one. I will say, in terms of in, and I know. Zach's pulling his stuff up. So again, as he said, that's my top five is or my ranking for the five as well. If you were to look at these like with the, the tier list maker, because that's how everybody does now, is they put it, they make that stupid tier list maker and put S. And oh, yeah, yeah. Would, would you have sex with this? No, purple sandwiches or whatever nonsense people say. Uh, but if you were to put this, like I actually think these movies, for the most part, are in separate like tiers on their own so it's very easy to rank them with the exception of three and four uh i think that was probably the closest everywhere else there's a decent gap between each movie not to say anything's bad i mean like mungo was trash but that's a whole different thing but uh but uh under the skin and freddy versus jason are pretty close i could see depending on the day i'd probably prefer to watch freddy versus jason over under the skin so i could well yeah they're outrageously different movies <laughs> oh, oh yeah absolutely <laughs> two totally different flavors like hmm, what are you in the mood for today uh would you like ice cream or marmite not that i eat marmite but that's that's a whole different thing but uh if you don't know what marmite is by the way viewers or listeners uh google that shit uh you'll be like what yeah they do that over in, in england but uh but yeah uh zach what you got for us Having technical difficulties, so I just gotta fucking just read you my. You can just tell us. Yep, just gonna have to read it. I got Alien at one, uh, Reanimator at two, uh, Lake Mungo at three. Oh, uh, Frey versus Jason at four, Under Skin at five. Wow. Okay, so we are gonna have some discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought we already had this discussion though. Uh, We have. Uh, Lake Mungo sucks, and everybody else is wrong, but. 
Uh, some some discussion. <laughs> I know, right? I'm yeah. open to debate how you're stupid. <laughs> like the, the crew of Alien. Uh, I, I gotta I, let I, that go. <laughs> I'm open to ridiculing those of different opinions. <laughs> so... I want to hear why'd you put Lake Mungo at number three. I picked a fucking movie and I put it, and I agree with. Uh, I don't agree with Andy and and Chaz as as it being super sucky, um, but I still have it out of all the bunch as the weakest film of the list. But why'd you have it at number three? Uh, because so here's the thing: Frey versus Jason is obviously like a bad movie, so so bad it's good kind of thing. Sure. Uh, and I kind of said, like, under skin, I was like, look, it's interesting in its way, but there's times where I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, they could have done this differently. They could have sped this up some way. They could have done this or that. And I dwell on that too much while I'm watching that movie. Uh, <clears throat> so. I mean, it wasn't like, it's not bad either to me. I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's definitely not like, you know, I could, I wouldn't tell just anybody, yeah, you should check that movie out. Mm-hmm. And Lake Mungo is not really one of those movies either for me, where generally I would tell somebody, oh, you should check that out. I got to do a little bit of a, a questionnaire before I tell you that. <laughs> uh, Freddy versus Jason, I would probably recommend more than both of those movies. Yeah, and that's yeah, what a broader I, audience that makes sense. Yeah, even though even though quality wise, I don't I don't think it's as good. Yeah, I think objectively speaking, Freddy versus Jason is the poorest of the five, right? Yeah, like I guess. I I, th- I mean I think we would all say that. Like there's there's a lot of stuff about that movie that is just like oh this is a bad movie. Like 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 Mungo is at least creative and did something interesting. Hmm. And I see, like, I still think it's weak because, like, how Zach brought up, like, I would never recommend, like, Mungo to the average viewer or even Under the Skin because I think what Under the Skin hurts me, and that's why I put Freddy versus Jason over Under the Skin, is like those long cuts and stuff that were happening, those long shots. I was like, man, it's like, it's, it's killing me a little bit. And there's certain parts where it's like really, really done well uh, for the scene that it is like the one with the baby and and the the beach area. Like I dig that's the one that Zach had a problem with. And I like I liked that one on how he did it. Like I said, I brought in Under the Skin knowing it wouldn't click with everyone. But what I like about Under the Skin, if I could prop it up a little bit here over Freddy versus Jason is. Like when you guys are watching it, you're thinking about movie making. I would have edited this differently. I would have shot this differently. And this is what we were just discussing with Alien. So this is a really good segue. If you can just watch the movie for a movie, I feel way more. I mean, I don't know what the right word for it is. I'm like more stimulated by watching Under the Skin. I'm always thinking, what's going on? What's this character thinking? What's going to happen next? Why is this happening? Whereas, you know, with Freddy vs. Jason, I'm having a ton of fun, but I'm never uh, intellectually stimulated. Yeah, your brain <laughs> is off. of a better you're, term, I guess. Yeah, you, you, you can just autopilot it and watch it. I think yeah. it depends on how you're ranking your list. Like, are you ranking it based on what you think that are the best 
objective, like objectively, like which are the best horror movies of the five? Are you ranking it which personally you liked more? Which one do you think is more recommendable? Yeah. Because those lists look different, right? I agree too. Like Freddy vs. Jason is like definitely more recommendable than uh, Under the Skinner Lake Mungo to just a general person because. Like you don't I, have I th- to. Think. I think it's more recommendable than Reanimator. If yeah, you're just no, talking about agree. like your average idiot on the street. Absolutely, I would agree. But in terms of looking like what you enjoyed over one or the other, yeah, it might be different. I would argue that it, like I'm gonna pull a, a Tim Rogers. Freddy versus Jason is both the most and the least horror movie on this list because on its very surface, it is exactly what I think of instantly just by seeing a frame of it a as a horror movie, as a slasher, but at watching it, it's a comedy movie. Oh yeah. So like it's not, it's the least actual horror of any of the movies that's on this list, but in that in that sense, but again, I think it's all from what you take. And I will I will at least back off on Lake Mungo. I've shit on it the whole time we talked about it uh, or anything that gets brought up. But I will take in the fact that I probably just watched it the wrong day. Like, it's just a bad day. Sadly, there's probably not a chance I'll go back and watch it again to give it that second chance. Maybe someone asked future Chaz a year from now, hey, you want to check out that movie again? But for now, it just it hit different. But I can also see how Under the Skin could be that exact same type of movie for someone. So that's why it's so hard to phrase. Like I just rank them personally on what I liked the most. And that's how I ranked it, but it just depends on what you guys are trying to accomplish with how you rank them. So, do we? D- does Lake Mungo go at five, or are we talking about maybe? I'm not going to argue it should fucking be in the middle of the pack. No, okay. I just I, mean, I like it more than the other two. Well, we can put it at five, and I think everyone's got Reanimator two. So, really, the only conversation here is what's what's over the other Freddy versus Jason or Under the Skin, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, as far as like a official big trouble 2023 horror movie ranking goes i get why freddy versus jason would be over under the skin i if you ask me any any day the rest of my life which of those movies i like better i'm gonna say under the skin forever but Mm -hmm. i do get why freddy versus jason would be a better horror candidate for like a list because again under the skin is very horror light at times i think it's got a little more like sci-fi drama bullshit going on so can, yeah. can I can I describe it like this? Uh, like when you go to a party, um, there's two types of food. You have the comfort food where you're like, you know, mashed potato and fucking meatloaf and shit. Uh, or you have another tray, which is like fucking caviar and stuff that you just like, I don't know if I'll, I'd like that. Oh, you took that. You took that completely. I would think comfort food, bag of Doritos or real food you know steak and potatoes <laughs> yeah i was like what party did you go to where someone's yeah, like what are serving mashed potatoes like- wedding. i went to a wedding it was like a fucking um <laughs> like never mind i was about to I say wouldn't call under the up. skin steak and potatoes <laughs> not definitely not yeah i think like under the skin is like the caviar or like seafood type of stuff that i'm or like stuff that i'm just like i i don't know if i would like that very much but yeah, i never had octopus like that's what I think. <laughs> I, I, would, I would think of it like, like to help if if this helps at all because I get what you're saying and I want to help that convey to the the other uh, viewers too. It's kind of like if you had a cocktail made, do you want an old fashioned, or or you know do you want just some do you want a, a whiskey sour or, or or a whiskey and coke or do you want some really exotic weird drink where I'm gonna have something that's like weird sapphire la- lavender vermouth and and some gin that that set had to elderberry sit. bitters fucking yeah. 
the hibiscus fucking petals and shit. And like, <laughs> like I drink PBR. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Or do you want a beer? Because uh, yeah. on this list, like, <laughs> Freddy versus Jason is Jason is, is, is the beer. Yeah. And that is just natty light if I've ever fucking seen it. But guess what? I'll go to a party and drink natty light. I'm not above it. Yeah. But uh, but at the same time, I also have a friend like who a takes boy. 15 minutes to make a cocktail and a game. Goddamn better guarantee he's gonna put fucking egg whites in it and mix it around he'll find a way and you're gonna drink it and it's you're gonna get blackout drunk drinking it um you may not like how it tastes someone is gonna say the phrase mouthfeel at some point exactly (laughs) under the skin is a mouthfeel yeah so (laughs) mouthfeel movie like like i said my pitch is go ahead and put (laughs) freddy versus jason at three because it does make sense i get it i would agree and also just look at the objective part uh under the skin under the skin is not an approachable movie it's not, and it's and in our, amongst our lists, Under the Skin's the only other movie that was a five. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's fair to put it as a three. So, I'm just playing All the numbers. Right. So, the final list is number five, Lake Mungo. Number four, Under the Skin. Number three, Freddy versus Jason. Number two, Reanimator. And number one, Alien. Oh, Dubs that, got it right this time. Dubs, you won. What? I won? Dun, yeah, dun, you, dun, you dun, matched dun, the final dun, dun. Oh, I did it. I fucking did it. I'm a winner. <laughs> what do you win? I, I win to play Starfield again. No. You win You win to pick the movies for next time. Wow. Yes. Da, 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 da. So, uh, next month. The bad, the lose music. <laughs> in the month of November, we're doing fucking David Lynch. That's going to be my, that's my theme. And I'm going to tell you the four movies that we will be watching. And next week we'll be uh, talking about the Elephant Man. Uh, I'd rather kill myself than watch a David Lynch movie. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I will, I'll come I back next month. <laughs> <laughs> Am I gonna die? You know, I, I saw on my cell phone that I was supposed to die, like the ghost of myself. God, that's a stupid movie premise. Who would make yeah, a movie like that? Here's a paradox <laughs> for you: you can either kill yourself, or you can watch the Elephant Man and then want to kill yourself. <laughs> and then after that watch a disney movie presenting david lynch movie uh the straight story uh that's gonna be the second movie uh number three is gonna be blue velvet and then number four we're gonna end it off with Mulholland drive because it's really weird we're not starting with blue velvet or eraser head <laughs> i i had inland empire and i uh you guys talked me out of it um, I I didn't talk you out of it. Zach did, and I'm glad he did. <laughs> I still say that should be the extra credit. If you want real extra credit, that's the tombstone. Oh, I I meant to bring this up off the air, but I'm just gonna say it on the air so it will become canonical, whether you guys agree or not. From now on, every theme has a tombstone. So it's one, two, three, four tombstone, and the tombstone is the extra credit each time. Okay, cool. I like that idea. That's cool. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about Mulholland Drive because that movie fucking gets talked about to the ages and shit. Yeah, no, we could do we could do a whole month of podcasts on fucking Mulholland Drive. <laughs> oh, have you, have you guys seen who has... Man, maybe I'll save it. I really want to know who has seen which of these movies before. I'm fascinated I, by that. Well, I haven't seen Elephant Man or Straight Story. Okay. I haven't so. seen any of these movies, so that's why I'm watching them. 
Yeah, I've, 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 I've never watched anything David Lynch has ever made or refused to. Just I mean, the way I live my life. Yeah, fuck Dune. <laughs> <laughs> this man uh, will die before. Book was shit. Movie. The movie was shit. The movie remake was shit. I, I'll yeah, probably watch fuck Frank though. Herbert, that piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, remember the Elephant Man next week. Uh, will someone die? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> uh, PP Dubs, take us out. Bye forever. Included groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang and 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 Joan Shingang. I'm going to pass away. Shanga Koawa. PT Dubs, mother says that we must close out the show. Did we bring the alien back? I mean, is there any survivors? Anyways, follow Big Trouble Little Podcast on Spotify and iTunes and give them a review. They would find it sufficient. Also follow them on Twitter at Big Trouble Net. The next set of movies they're doing is for David Lynch month. And first movie they're doing next episode is The Elephant Man. Hmm, maybe we should bring The Elephant Man back to mother. <laughs>